It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Builder Seti with you guys here. We are going to take a look at Phil Snow today because he discussed, or rather he got on a conference call on Tuesday and got to meet some of the media and talk to some of the media. We got a little insight on what he's going to be like, what he could possibly bring to the table. So we're going to run through uh, at least the transcript of that conference call and try to get an idea of what kind of guy Phil Snow is. And really intrigued, and we, we've talked about Phil Snow a couple times already on this show, and um, you know we, we know that continuity, especially between coaches, is so important in football and again we know that this will be really you know it's the it'll be the eighth year in a row that snow and matt rule are together but really if you think about it this is this will be their ninth year together because remember they spent a year together back in 2001 as well when snow was the defensive coordinator at ucla and matt rule was the defensive line coach so They've had that long history all together. So we're going to we're going to jump into it. We're going to talk about the you know, go through the the script or the the conference call rather, the transcript and just kind of uh, just kind of get some thoughts, see what we can kind of take away from this. But before we get into that, I want to take a moment to thank our good and our new friends over at Queen City Beauty Group, our friends Nichelle and Michael over there. Uh, Queen City Beauty Group, which offers transformational skincare services for Charlotte for anyone with skin. And uh, they have a great package for you listeners out there for Valentine's Day coming up. So if you got a significant other or if you just want to get some kind of treatment yourself, it's totally up to you. But uh, uh, go visit them at Queen City Beauty Group, where owner and operator Nichelle Mosley is a 2018 and 2019 international award-winning skin specialist. She is a sought-after advisor on multiple professional peer-to-peer platforms and has developed her own skincare line and invented an exfoliating mitt for everyday use. And she's booked at at least five conferences in 2020 so far. And Nichelle specializes in treating diverse skin tones with life-changing results. Queen City Beauty Group provides professional results-oriented treatments and educates their clients on how to maintain continued results, and they take pride in exceeding clients' expectations. Queen City Beauty Group is moving to a new location January 31st, and will finally be opening the calendar to new customers. Queen City Beauty Group offers international award-winning treatments for things like acne, age management, hyperpigmentation, skin tags, milia, sagging skin, fine lines and wrinkles, sun damage, body contouring, all, all that stuff they have treatments for. Then they are boutique, a boutique spa with only custom services and that every treatment is customized to the individual client's specific skin and condition. So Queen City Beauty Group is here to help you with Valentine's Day. Get your special summer 
someone something they will actually thank you for. Their Valentine's Day special, which is exclusive to Locked On Podcast listeners only, is only $79, and it includes consultation and an amazing custom treatment with Nichelle at Queen City Beauty Group, a $50 gift certificate for a future visit or a re-gift, and a gift from Queen City Beauty Group. And Queen City Beauty Group offers monthly memberships at a 20% savings and individual appointments as well. So again, book the Valentine's special today, only $79, and this is normally a $215 value. You get the consultation and the custom treatment with Nichelle. You get a $50 gift certificate for a future visit or re-gift, and you get a gift from Queen City Beauty Group. So just go to queencitybeautygroup.com. Book the Valentine's special and type locked on in the comments section of the appointment form. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So let's jump into it. Let's look at this conference call transcript with Phil Snow meeting with the media on Tuesday. So the first thing that he talked about is on the core values of defense and his expectations. He says, quote, well, the personnel thing, we're still in the process, so we'll be able to do that later on. Anytime, I don't care who coaches defense, we didn't invent the game. There's a way to play it, and you've got to play it fast and physical, and you've got to create turnovers and not give up big plays. That's what we're all trying to do. If you characterize a good defense, you see them, they play fast and physical, they don't give up big plays, and they create turnovers. That's what everything we design is intended to do. So just kind of from that, you know, and he's only been here a few weeks, so he he didn't want to dive too much into the personnel. You know, we don't know how much time he's actually dove into the personnel or how much he really wanted to spit out. But obviously he's talking about being fast and physical. So he wants a lot of speedy guys. He he wants a lot of uh, big physical guys. Turnovers is obviously the key to his game, and if you look at his numbers during his time at Baylor and Temple and even some of his other schools, his defenses have been you know, in the, the upper groups in terms of uh, scoring defense, in terms of uh, turnovers, takeaways, things like that. So that's something he prides himself in. So he's going to want to try to find players on this defense that can, you know, create havoc, create turnovers. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of changes he's going to make to this defense. And, you know, we'll, 
I'm sure we'll get into it in a little bit, but he talked about, too, how he's going to mix up his defense because they ran a lot of fronts at Baylor. He said you're going to see them in three-man fronts. You're going to see four-man fronts. You're going to see bear fronts. So you're really going to mix it up. So really intrigued now with how they're going to go about, especially on the front. Because if you're going to run all these different fronts, a three, a four, a bear, you're going to need the personnel. And right now the Panthers really don't have that on the defensive line. Again, they have a lot of guys that are set to become free agents. Dontari Poe has an uh, option for 2020, and I would not be surprised if they do not pick up that option. So there's going to be some work to do on the defensive line, but clearly speed and physicality and aggressiveness are the big factors for Phil Snow in his defense. So there's there's no question the defense is really going to be attacked in free agency in the draft, and I'm really interested to see what they do. Uh, they asked him about his relationship with Matt Rule and the process of taking the job, and Snow said, Well, I've known Coach Rule since 2001, and our roles have completely changed. He was my graduate assistant when I was a defensive coordinator at UCLA, and now I'm working for him. We've got great respect for each other. He's a really good football man, really a good head football coach. Players like him, he gets to know them, but we just had a great relationship. When he took the Carolina job, he asked me if I'd come as a coordinator, and I said yes, so here we are. And again, we going back to a little bit after Matt Rule took the job, we were starting to put the pieces together in terms of who's going to fill out some of this coaching staff. We first talked, if you remember, we first talked about Wade Phillips because he was uh, he became a free agent after it was decided after the Rams decided that they weren't going to keep him. So we started to talk about Wade, but then. The name Phil Snow came up because of the relationship that he's had with Matt Rule, and then it started to make a lot of sense that, okay, Snow is probably going to be the guy, and like he said, he's known Matt Rule since 2001, so it made all the sense in the world for Rule to, and again, they've worked together for the last seven years, because um, Snow was Rule's D coordinator all four years at Temple and all three years at Baylor, so basically it became kind of a no-brainer that Rule was going to bring Snow with him to the Carolina Panthers. So it's good to see, and it's like I said at the top, that continuity, that those, those strong relationships with coaches really is key when it comes to football. And I imagine that, uh, that sort of positive energy is hopefully going to trickle down and eventually reflect on the player. So really, really excited to to see what these guys can bring on the table and how all these connections can kind of branch out to the rest of the roster. And then talking about the defensive scheme, like I said, we'll eventually get to it. He said, just to give you a brief, I've done just about everything on defense over the years. Last year at Baylor, we were a three-man front, so we've done a variety of things. I think what's smart to do will be multiple but what's smart to do is use the people that you have. Our team is not settled yet. There's a lot of things that have to happen before we know what we have. So we'll utilize the people that we have. We're going to be multiple anyway, so you'll see us in four-man, three-man, bear. You'll see us on a lot of different stuff. So I think today you have to be in multiple to give the offense some problems from a schematic standpoint. We'll see what we have 
and then put it together. And again, it goes back to how he's just looking at the personnel. You know, it's hard for him. And, and again, maybe that's just, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't want to tip anything this early or, you know, doesn't have a full idea because it is only January. He has plenty of time. And like you said, the roster's not set. We've still got free agency to go through. We've still got the draft to go through. But it sounds like he's one of those guys, too, that he's not going to try to he, – he doesn't fit players to his scheme. He fits his scheme to the players. And really, that obviously makes more sense. We've seen coaches try to do it the opposite way. One guy immediately coming to mind is Chip Kelly, and we saw how that worked out. His NFL career lasted all of four years. Snow realizes you can't do that. You've got to take what you have and work to their strengths and weaknesses and build the best scheme you can around them. So, like I said, really, really intrigued what he's going to do on defense, how, how he's going to mix things up. You know, we, we And, of course, we saw the Panthers mix it up a little bit this year. Uh, between a 3-4 and a 4-3. It just seems like Snow is going to just kind of keep elevating that uh, that mixing it up, all those multiple fronts, depending on what he's eventually going to have. He talked about Luke Keekley uh, on losing Luke Keekley and then evaluating the linebacker group. He said, I only know Luke from watching him on TV. Obviously, he's a great football player. And anytime you lose somebody like that, you know, I wasn't here but we'd love to have, to have him. But he's not here, so we have to move on. We'll evaluate the linebacker situation as we go. We're in the process of doing all those things right now, so I'm not educated enough yet to comment on how that's all going to unfold. As the weeks go by, I'll be much more knowledgeable in those areas. And we've talked now about how linebacker definitely has to be you know, an, an important need now that Luke Keekley is gone. You know, you wonder, and I like Jermaine Carter. The question is, with a new coaching staff, are they going to like Jermaine Carter? Are they going to like Andre Smith? You know, some of these linebackers that have been drafted over the last couple of years, or are they going to want to go out and get their own guys? Like, you know, whether that's free agency or the draft. Remember, Isaiah Simmons... Isaiah Simmons is definitely a name now that has been that has been brought up a few times, uh, you know, across media and whatnot, just because of how versatile he is and you know all the different positions he plays and just how athletic he is. You know, Sim- Simmons certainly would make sense for this uh, for this defense. Are they going to be in a position to get him? Possibly. Again, there's a lot of different ways they can go about that. There's obviously, you know, some good free agent linebackers out there. So, a lot, lot of different ways the Panthers can uh, can go about this. But again, there's no, um, there's obviously no replacing Luke Keekley, which is, uh, you know, it's obviously tough. But we we talked about uh, how emotional he was when he stepped away, and the way he sounds, it, it was you know for the best that he that he stepped away. Uh, then he talked about the key to turning the Baylor defense around so quickly. He said, "Well, you know, when you say quickly, normally I've gotten to places and turned them around in one to two years. We actually did it the third year there. The reason was we started with twenty freshmen and they had to grow up a bit a little, a little bit. We've had good success." 
if we can coach players for two to three years, we can develop them, and they end up playing pretty well. It was just a developmental issue, and we got them to a point where they understood football and went out and played it the way it's supposed to be played. And again, that's you know obviously credit to him, and we saw the results last season. Baylor had one of the best defenses in the country last season. It was a big reason why they won 11 games, why they were playing for a Big 12 championship, and why they ended up playing in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. It was because of their defense. Their offense, obviously, was was pretty good, too, uh, with Denzel Mims as one of the stars there. But there's no question that that Baylor defense was really good, and that's why you got to feel... You got to feel good about Phil Snow coming in here and seeing what he can do with this Panthers defense and seeing how quickly he can uh, he can turn this around. Uh, he was asked on familiarity with new coaches, Charlotte and the Panthers. He said, no background really with anybody here. The staff, we're going to wait until they announce the whole staff and all that. I'd rather not comment on the staff yet. Let Coach Rule do all that first. And then after it's announced, I'll make some comments. You know, typical early coach speak. And obviously not all the, you know, we, we've had some reported coaches. But if you look at the... Uh, if you look at the coaches page on the Panthers website, at least the other day, there was only the three coaches, Rule, Phil Snow, and Joe Brady. I mean, eventually, I'm sure they've re-added Chase Blackburn now that that's officially been announced, that Blackburn will be back as special teams coordinator. But other than that, nothing's really been announced. So, you know, he like he said, he's just going to kind of keep quiet. On challenges or opportunities, making the jump to the NFL, he said, you probably know this, but I've coached in the NFL before. Here's the deal. Anytime that you can make somebody better and, and they know you can, they're all the same, whether they're 18 or 25. I have kids and have gone through all the stages. People are people. It's not that big of a difference. Now, if they don't think you can make them better and stuff, then they don't listen. But if they know you can make them better, there's not that much difference. You're a teacher and you're teaching people how to play football and other things in life. Even when a person is 26 years old, you can still learn from older people things about life. We're still educating people, even though we're dealing with men. I'm 64 years old, so I'm sure I can shed some light on some subjects they need some education on. You're still educating and teaching no matter what level you're at. I mean, that's true. Like Here I sit, 29 years old, I'm still learning. There's a lot of stuff about the game and really stuff about life that I'm still learning. So that that's a good point. And like he said, he has coached in the NFL before. He spent four years with the Detroit Lions. Unfortunately, he was part of that 0-16 team under uh, Rod Marinelli. But he does have four years of experience. But he's, he's just ready for the challenge. You know, he, he's, he's ready to... Work with all these young. I mean, let's face it; they're still young men, you know, young adults. But he's he's excited to to work with all these guys. Uh, his teaching style. He says he's very aggressive. I'm loud on the field and those type of things. But a good teacher makes the complicated simple. The only way to do that is you have to know your subject matter. Anybody that really knows their subject matter can make it simple. And we believe we know our subject matter. We've been doing it a long time. It's easy to communicate with somebody when they can understand what you're saying. We're still teachers and that's what we do. And then he went on to talk about his time with the Lions. Biggest lessons from his time with the Lions, he said... We actually, I think, learn more from failure than we do success. You find out 
about who you are, and I think you learn a little more. I was in the NFL with Detroit. We were not successful there. Like I said, he was part of that 0-16 team. There were a lot of things I learned from that experience that will help me today here. I'm not going to share a lot of those, but they will help me in the long run. <laughs> uh, early takeaways from reviewing Panthers 2019 defense. He says, I don't, I just don't make judgments or anything. I watch tape for what it is and then go from there. I prefer not to comment on that. Again, that sounds like typical coach speak. He's not going to, you know, he may have watched a lot of tape, but he's not going to tip his hand on what he's seen so far. Uh, on adjusting to Charlotte, <laughs> this was pretty funny. I've been here about two weeks. I was at the Senior Bowl. I've seen my office and then the hotel I'm staying in, so I haven't seen much. Hopefully this weekend I get out and about because I've got to buy a house here, so I've got to start looking. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, but obviously in time he'll settle in, so hopefully he does. And then finally, on getting unusual looks in the secondary at Baylor. And shifting philosophy based on personnel. He says, it was based on the personnel that we had. I think that's what good coaches do. You just don't run a system if you don't have the players to run it. The players win football games, not the coaches. So we've got to put them in the best position to play. And we'll decide from a technique and schematic what that is as we develop this roster. And again, that's you know like going back uh, to him basically saying he's going to fit his scheme to the players. He's going to just as he needs to. He's going to look at this roster and he's going to figure out what the best possible uh, the best possible ideas and schemes are for this defense. But like I said, definitely exciting to to have Phil Snow. I think uh, I think the future definitely looks bright for the Panthers with this coaching staff and I said that when Matt Rule came in, he's obviously uh, He's obviously shown he can turn programs around. You know, obviously the challenge now is he's doing it at the pros rather than in college. But he's definitely ready for the challenge, and he's definitely excited to be here. So it's definitely a coaching staff worth watching. Definitely one to be excited for. You know, the results may not be there early, but it's like we talked about before. They, he got a seven-year contract. That means the Panthers are giving him all the time he needs. They they likely don't expect this to be turned around uh, immediately. If I mean, if it happens next year, then great. But this is probably going to take at least two years. You know, it's it's not going to happen now. But I think 2021, you might start to see some real progress from this team. So uh, definitely. Definitely exciting times ahead, but uh, wanted to just jump on and kind of touch on the the conference call that Phil Snow had. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
So I think with that, we're going to get out of here. Uh, as always, appreciate you guys tuning in and I uh, hope you guys have a good day or having a good week. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti and follow the podcast and follow all the work here at the Locked On Network as everybody obviously does a fantastic job. But with that, I'm out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.